Hello and welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. Before we begin, a few reminders. Want to support Theater in the Now? Head on over to patreon.com slash theater in the now and become a patron of the website today. And remember to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud to never miss an episode. And as always, follow us on Twitter and visit theaterinthenow.com for the latest news, reviews, and interviews. are here today with Dominique Salerno talking about the box show. The box show. How are you today? I'm doing well. Enjoying this weather? It's gorgeous. Isn't it beautiful? Oh my goodness. Amazing. I'm glad spring is finally here. I know. I'm from San Diego, so the weather actually does affect me. I just didn't right. know it. Right. Absolutely. Because <laughs> uh, you have this weather like all year round. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, Constantly. I would love to f- experience that for like a little bit. And then I realized, like, I miss the summer and spring and yeah. fall and winter. It's really the fall. Yeah. That's the only thing related to miss. <laughs> Fair. So, before we talk about the box show, yes. let's talk about you first. Me. You said you're from San Diego. I'm from Diego. San Diego. And how did you get involved in theater? My parents are involved in theater in a way. Um, so, my mom's a nurse and my dad was a doctor for many years, and... My mom also is a director producer and my dad it turned into a playwright in his later years so I grew up seeing a lot of theater they run a really small kind of avant-garde theater in San Diego called called Vantage Theater New Works Theater everyone when you visit San Diego should go check it out Um, so I was exposed to really kind of weird theater at a very young age nice so you start theater, the parents groom you into it a little bit. Oh, not really. They were no. not, like, they dropped me off at theater camp, but, like, no stage mom, okay. no stage dad type of thing. Well, that's good. Didn't take it seriously as, like, a career until after college. So where did you go to school? I went to Princeton for my undergrad, and then to I did a fellowship in New York for a couple years before applying to grad school, and then I did um, ACT for my MFA in San Francisco. So you go from California to the East Coast, <laughs> back to California, back to, to New York. Yes. What made you decide to come to New York as opposed to staying in California, like you can go to L.A.? Yeah. Um, as a San Diegan, L.A. is like doesn't have a lot of its weather appeal. And so it just seems like a slightly worse version of home in some ways. Um, but I love Los Angeles in a lot of ways. It's just that without with my type of acting and my type as a character actor, I thought it would be easier to um, find my footing and reconnect with my East Coast people in New York rather than start fresh. Sure, sure. On the comedy scene there. So let's talk about the box show. Let's do it. Since we're talking about comedy. Yeah. What is, well, first off, give us a little synopsis. Tell us what we're about to see in the box show. So the box show is me inside of a 23 and a half by 35 by 35 inch cupboard for 90 minutes and i play probably around 30 characters um and every time the doors close i reset and then open and you get a completely new reality and it's just it's just a lot of fun and it is very strange (laughs) what is the origin of the show so i applied for something at my grad school called sky festival which is 
in my opinion, the best part of ACT's master's program is that we get two weeks to propose our own passion projects where you do one project in the morning and one project in the afternoon. So I proposed to do a solo project with no information about what that meant. They put me in a room alone and for the first two days I just messed around. And then on the third day, I saw that there was a cupboard inside of the wall and I crawled inside there to think. And then I did the whole show in there and I made the first uh, 45 minutes of the show in its current form in that cupboard. Interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. So that's what made you write the box show. Exactly. And you'd think like, oh, it's just a cupboard. Like how hard could it be to make as a set piece? And I will tell you, it's kind of hard. Actually, <laughs> It's like, you it's can't a little heavy. Just, it's so heavy. You can't just go to Ikea because it's unsafe. And right. then your director's like, don't break your neck. You need to have a standard theater box. Sure, sure. Intense. So you do the box show where first? The first time I did it was at the Rad Festival. And actually my um, scenic designer, Ann Beersdorfer, who's a massive deal, um, it was a company that she was connected with. And it was a one-night experience. And then I did it at Dixon Place. I completely rewrote a lot of the show. And then I did it again at the New York French Festival. And from those first two showings, it became what it is now. What was your experience going from these little one-off projects to the big old fringe? I loved it. Like, part of the the difficulty of this show is moving the box. And so for those one-offs, it didn't feel very, like, it was just a whirlwind day of, like, move the box, tech the thing, do the show, move right. the box back. You know, it was just a little too much. But the fringe let me, like... Keep the box there. Right, right. Store it. So it was amazing. I had a great fringe experience. So talk about your fringe experience. Did you meet a lot of people? Did you get a lot of good buzz from the show? What was what was your fringe? Well, first and foremost, I met you. That's true. In that cafe across from our um, little San Clemente area. And I met, I mean, doing a one-woman show is so isolating on a on a psychological level, both as a performer and a producer. And The Fringe was really the first time I got a chance to like remember that this is a community. And even though I'm doing this show alone in a lot of ways, I have amazing artists around me. So I had a blast. I met other solo shows in my venue. I went to a lot of other shows. I just, I had a really great time. Nice. And how did you then go from Fringe to the Pip? Well, I got really great press, um, which was just a luck, very lucky draw. Um, I got some really great reviews. Some people from the pit community came to see the show. Some people came to see the Fringe Encores performance that I did. And the pit reached out to me and was like, this seems like a great show. You seem like a really interesting artist. We'd love to have a residency or a relationship with you. You can do kind of whatever you want. If you want to do the show again, let's find a time. And so starting from there, it was just like, great. This is like a big improv theater. I love the community. I have a lot of friends in the community. And um, I'm excited to showcase this style of work there. Are they letting you keep the box there? They are. They're amazing. How sweet. Yes. So. Do you know where it's going to be stored? I think it's going to be stored. He keeps pointing underneath the stage, like underneath the intense rake at the striker Uh stage. I think there must be some sort of place to store it because he keeps pointing at it i'm like i trust you i trust you so we'll see it's going to be an exciting mystery on day one right so you're going to do this residency at the pit Mm -hmm. what's next for the box 
and for the box show. The box show has been one of my main focuses since moving to New York, and I feel like it's sparking a lot of other projects in my mind as a writer, but I'm also very excited to get back into other people's shows. I recently did um, a show with Less Than Rent Theater Company um, down at Here Art Center, and that was amazing, like just being in a cast again. So I think maybe the box is gonna go into storage, and some of the characters are either gonna come out of the box, or I'm gonna start writing something new for myself and start auditioning more. (laughs) Nice. Do you prefer solo or ensemble pieces? I never would have thought of myself as a solo artist at all. Like I'm very collaborative. Improv is my jam. Um, And I really enjoy being with other people. It's just that this project really spoke to me and really like just sort of materialized out of my own imagination. And it's, it's just a solo piece. You can't fit more than one person inside of a cupboard. That's no, you all. can't. I mean, I'm sure there's a way. There must be some way. We'll, we'll try that when you have a bigger budget. Yeah, yeah, the Broadway version. <laughs> oh, God. Um, who are some of your biggest inspirations as an artist? Um, Definitely, comedically, Tina Fey. I started doing improv before Tina Fey got really big and Amy Poehler got really big. So I remember like improvising as a young girl before those uh, people came out. So when they were still early on SNL? Writing on SNL, but not. She hadn't done like Sarah Palin or any of that stuff yet. So So mostly Weekend Update. Yeah, and she's really fantastic. I mean, as far as like writers, I love um, Jose Rivera and Stephen Adley Gurgis and uh, Shakespeare, of course. Oh, that guy. Uh, You know, just the bard. So I have a really eclectic taste, which actually comes into the box show pretty significantly. Oh, yeah. Very eclectic show. (laughs) You mentioned that you did some writing inside of a cupboard Mm -hmm. to create this show. Do you still write inside of a cupboard, or where where do you go to write? It's funny because when I try and write this show from not inside the cupboard, it's so great on paper, but as soon as I get in the cupboard, it doesn't necessarily work. Sure. And then I'll come up with things in the cupboard that would never come to me sitting at a coffee shop or, you know, something. So for this show in particular, I find myself writing a lot of it inside of the cupboard. But in general, I don't crawl into random cupboards just to, like, write (laughs) one-act plays. So um, in general, I like to be out in the world observing people. Nice. How do you stay theatrically active? Oh, such a good question. That's amazing. Um... It's so easy to get into a rut, even when you're producing your show and things are happening. There's just like a lot of creative energy that sometimes can go untapped. So I try and get into class. I do improv classes. Mm -hmm. I'm on an improv team. I also am pushing myself to do more musical theater now. Um, So I actually am in actor therapy right now with Lindsay Mendes and Ryan Scott Oliver. So it's it's outside my comfort zone and it's actually sparking me in a really nice way. So I like to like push myself to do things that maybe I'm not feeling like I'm ready to do. And the training that you got both in undergrad and grad school, how has that uh, reflected in your work in New York? At Princeton in particular, um, the artist community is not just a BFA sort of conservatory style thing. And because of that, I think that artists that do come out of that community are really well-rounded. Like we're hustlers, we're able to like make the real world thing happen and we're able to like see it on a, a larger scale, which has sure. really helped me. 
Um, but at ACT, I sort of had the opposite experience of like, you know, you're in a conservatory program and you're an actor first. So I kind of feel like I'm marrying the two. I have to honor both sides. Like, I kind of feel like I can't just be an actor. I'm right. always going to be writing something on the side, even if it never gets produced. The writing part of it helps me stay fresh and alive. You sure, know what I mean? sure. What is the hardest part about being a self-producer? God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, well, this this piece is particularly hard because of the set piece. The set piece has had to live in my house, in my bedroom, for months and months at this point. So when I was in my smaller room in my apartment, the box could exist, but a bed could not exist. So I slept on the floor for eight months on top Whoa. of a foam mattress because I couldn't have a mattress. I needed it to fold up and my ear mattress had popped like after the second week. And so I just slept on the ground on a foam mattress topper for eight months. I didn't the feel it things though. things you do for art. I know. I didn't realize until the show closed. I was like, it's been a while. Like my back <laughs> really hurts, and I didn't know. So what advice would you give to a future self-producer? I would say, if I could do it again, I would... You have to have confidence to approach other people to produce your work, and that is something I still haven't mastered. So I'd say if you can cultivate that early to be like someone who can walk into the room and say, I have a really great product, you should get in on this somehow, you should invest financially. Because when you're throwing all of your own money into it, like I am, it can be a little stressful. Um, if you could get a collaborator on the production side of things, it it's a game changer. I, I have yet to change the game for myself, sure. but I think that would be an amazing next step. How do you get an audience to come see your work? I am very fortunate in that I have really wonderful friends who will show up. And I have friends from a lot of different walks of life who will show up. I have some friends who've seen the show four times and are still... In every incarnation? Yeah, they saw the first one, they saw the second one, they saw the Fringe one, they saw the United Solo one, and some... And I think one person saw the uh, Fringe Encores one. And um, some people are planning on coming back still. So in some ways, like, that's just very fortunate. Um, as far as getting the word out, I find that um, word of mouth is really the best way to do it. Invite people personally and then ask them to bring their friends. And if they can, like, bring three people, then that's a p kind of a party for them. Sure. The show's very fun, so people usually it's have unique. a good time. Very unique. It's not something you see anywhere else in New York. Although there is another show called The Box being produced at the pit, so it's a little confusing. But and what's that about? That is an internet panel of feminism, I think. So a little different. A little different. A little different. But mad respect to the other box. Sure, sure. You know? <laughs> but they're not doing it in a box. I don't think so. <laughs> well, that would be a good mashup uh, project. I know, right? See if they can do their show, all all their actors in your in box. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> that would be tough. Where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, you're asking all the hard questions. That's and what I, I do, love it. right? I mean, I have my hopes and dreams, my secret dreams that I don't tell anyone of like, you know, I would love to create something that could be commercially successful and have the world at my fingertips, but I don't think that's going to happen in five years. Contentedly, like what I need to happen in five years is I need to be writing my own stuff, producing my own stuff, and also performing and collaborating with other people on a regular basis. That's my dream. And teaching. I also love to teach. So if I could make that happen within five years, 
before the really wonderful stuff happens, that would be fantastic. Do you see yourself leaving New York? I'm not sure. I love California. I miss it a lot. But I feel like there's more for me to do here. So I feel like I'll know when it's the right time to leave if that time comes. Would you bring the box show on the road? I 100% would bring the box show on the road. It is one of the best pieces for like a theater to produce because it doesn't require a set. You can put it on anything. It can be done in a lobby. Like it's, it's very manageable on the theater side of things. I would have to remake my current box or cut into it because it's currently 500 pounds. It's 500 pounds. I need five uh, people to move it with me. So I'd need a, a redesign if sure. I going to take it on the road. I'm, I'm sure someone could do that for you when you get some more money. I know, right? How does someone think outside of the box? I would recommend getting inside of a box and then playing around to think outside the box. Can they borrow your box or they should can. they find their own? Come on over. I'll I'll open up my home as long as it's still there. Have you thought about like doing then this is ridiculous. Have you thought about doing like at the pit like photo shoots with people post show in the box? That's I would love to do that. I was thinking about getting a step and repeat, but I think if people just got into the box and I mean, then like talked just, about the show, right, I'd love and then it. You can throw that all over social media. And people will be like, I want to be in a box too. Yeah, it's pretty sturdy, so anybody can get in and not feel like unsafe. Sure. And they will have watched me be in there for a while, so I think they'd feel safe enough to jump in. You just, I would love would it. Would you have to like Febreze it a little bit before, or let them feel you? Let in there. them feel it. <laughs> like lock them in, really. Like you know, because I, I mean, ninety minutes is a long time to be sure. inside of a cupboard. Are you claustrophobic, or have you like? gotten out of any sense of claustrophobia i don't mind it i'm i think if i were like buried alive in a coffin i would be sure really claustrophobic but sometimes i like being in smaller spaces because i'm a very short person so so we're gonna move into the quote-unquote fun portion Yay! of the interview what obscure place will you do your next solo piece Oh my gosh. Well, I, I have a um, spoof of myself as a character that I'm writing right now, and she's doing a one-woman show inside of an industrial pipe. Oh, God. Um, so that's not actually happening. But <laughs> another weird place that I would do a solo piece or a, um interactive like Whatever you piece, want. I would, do, I would do something along the West Side Highway because I love the West Side Highway, and I think it's beautiful. Do you have like a specific spot? Um, or is it like going to be moving? You I think it would be entire... moving. It would be a moving production of something. During the spring. so when it's During the spring pretty... when it's not like crazy. Not oh, I hot. also had this vision of doing like Pericles on a boat. Okay. When I was younger, that was a big thing. I was like, I'll take them on a boat and we'll actually go to different like little islands. That'd be stuff. fun. Yeah. I get some, we'll get some money for it. Yeah. I hate being on boats. I get crazy seasick. You don't like boats? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What else can you do in a box? So much. Um, what else can I do in a box? Um, man, I do a lot of stuff in this one. I think you can go in there to think or journal. I think you could go in there to fold laundry. Oh, really? I think, I mean, if you needed like, oh, knitting, you could knit in a box. Just close it on up. Surprise someone. Attack someone. Do you have like someone. a little push light to make, like, so you can see? Um, when it is hooked up to its... Uh, <laughs> To its battery, then yes. But normally, no. <laughs> Where is your favorite New York City hangout? 
I love that West Side Highway, dare I say it again. I yeah. really do. I love, it's the San Diegan in me. It's like the closest thing I can get to like... A beach. The Yeah, the water is just right there. So that's where I go. I need to, I need to clear my head. Um, how, yeah. how do you decompress post-box show? How do I... Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I ride really high right afterwards, but if I'm upset from the performance if I feel like I didn't give it my all I really I have to for I have to have a moment to forgive myself you know what I mean sure and this show has taught me more than anything this show is like being an Olympian like if you you know how sometimes they'll do a floor routine and they'll mess up but then they get right back on and do like amazing things I did one run of the show where I didn't get back on and that was a real lesson so Forgiveness. You gotta forgive yourself. Do you have to do much physical work post show to get your body back into normal? Honestly, no. Because I warm up pretty well, and I'm so far I've been okay. Um, No physical therapy needed. No physical therapy needed, but I do get a lot of bruises. So. And I'm sure people ask you all the questions. Yeah, I mean, where'd you get that? Yeah, and you're like, oh, you know. I was locked in a box. <laughs> I was inside a box for 90 minutes. What about you? <laughs> if you can go anywhere this summer for a vacation, where would it be? I really want to go to Chicago okay. for five weeks for the um, I.O. intensive. Because it's something I've always wanted to do, and I feel like now is the time. So I'd love to go and just, like, work out my improv chops. Nice. Get kind of where do you Where do you do your improv in New York? I am on a house team at the Armory, which is at the Tank Theater every Friday night, and it's a rotating roster, so my, my team is called Bad People, and it's really been an amazing time. I'm really happy I auditioned and did this. It's Nice. It's a great community, so if you're looking to improvise, um, definitely check out the Armory, and um, it's great people. We are going to do something called the Pop 5 Rapid Fire. Oh my god. So I'm going to give you five um, pop culture type things and you're going to basically just say the first things that come to mind okay um it's not not too hard not too scary so number one is spring i feel so much spring within me are you excited for it i am so excited um number two coachella oh no 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 i did burning man i don't do coachella why what's wrong with coachella Coachella, I have a friend who's an EDM artist who is like, I hope she plays Coachella one day and then I will go. But it just feels a little young to me. Are you going to live stream it at all this weekend? I am not. You know, no. I'll, I'm, I might like listen if, I'll look something up if I want to hear it. Are you a music know. person in general or not? I am, but again, highly eclectic. You're like... So if you, if you can go to a concert right now, who would it be? Oh, I really want to see Sarah Bareilles. Uh, well, I know she's in Waitress Broadway. right now, I know, but I think she's, she's amazing. She's technically singing her own songs. That's true. That's true. I'll stand in line. I'll, I'll get those tickets. Number three is Survivor. Mm. I recently read an article about Survivor and some sort of scandal that happened with someone getting outed as trans, which was kind of... That person seems so great. Like, that... That article is. is really, like, wonderful. You you read the one he wrote? I did. I don't watch Survivor. I don't watch any of that I stuff. do. Oh, my goodness. Of course. 
It's just so intense for me. Yeah, oh it, it's been... I have a lot of feelings on the situation because mm-hmm. I am like a diehard fan of the show. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of people who are reading the articles are not. Mm-hmm. And they're reading reactionary pieces from people who probably didn't watch the show either. Yeah. So it's been really interesting to be the observer to the people who are making statements. Like how it's being absorbed yeah. without like... It's, yeah. it, it's gotten bad. Like the person who outed him has now lost his job. And that shouldn't happen. Yeah, that sucks. So it's it's been it's been a journey. It's been unfortunate. It did raise like it was very interesting to me the um, because I have a lot of trans friends and this thing of like when they tell one person they don't know who that person's going to tell. Sure. And like I never really thought about it that way mm-hmm. of like oh just because you're out to one person doesn't mean you want to be out to absolutely a group of people. So. So it's yeah, it's been. I'm excited that there's going to be a bigger conversation to be continued, mm-hmm. and it's going to reach a certain demographic that wouldn't have that conversation. That being said, it's still a very touchy subject. Yeah. All right, number four is Thirteen Reasons Why. That is something I saw on Netflix, uh, but I haven't clicked on it. No, you haven't. No, is it great? I am five episodes in, and I'm hooked. Oh my goodness! So if you have the time, check it out. Check it out. Okay. But if you don't have the time to watch like four episodes, don't check it out. <laughs> wait till you do because it's binge worthy. Oh, I'm a binger too. Because they just give you little seeds of things and seeds and seeds, and then you're like, I want it all. Give me it now. Wow. Okay. I'll have to check that out. It's it's good. Mm. Um, and number five, IKEA. Oh no. I just like I get so overwhelmed. I remember the first time I ever went to an IKEA, I was like, this is a circle of hell. This is my personal hell. <laughs> I, and I'm gearing up to like move to a new apartment, so I might have to go there. But and do you know what I call IKEA? What my Disneyland? Oh my gosh! Go with it. me, like you, I'll send it. you. I mean, if you look around my apartment, there's a lot of IKEA in here. I like their stuff. Yes. I hate the store. Well, I'll help you out. It's I will, a madhouse. It's it's. I love to do it. I love going. People bring me because they think I like going. Oh. It's the only way they'll hang out with me. <laughs> All right, we'll take a trip. (laughs) Yeah, let's do it. So every podcast, I have my previous guest ask my next guest a question. Uh, So this question is from Ben and Barrett of Pop Punk High, which is at the Pit Loft. Oh. Uh, Their question for you is, what music did you love as a kid that you're ashamed to admit now? I was obsessed with Alanis Morissette. I am not ashamed about it. That was my sixth grade album when everyone was listening to Britney. But I used to listen to, and I still am not super ashamed, but Sixpence, None the Richer. Oof. Okay. You know, like that sort of like, and The Sundays. Do you remember the band The no, Sundays? I do not. Yeah. They were kind of like Sixpence, None the Richer. Okay. That was probably it. All right. That's probably. And people are going to be listening and be like, who? I know. They're going to be like, what a so nerd. Like, and I'm like, like yeah, I, I don't know. think I would know them by looking at them, but musically I'd be like, yeah, I know their song. They would play in a cafe in the yeah. 90s. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's... You should I go was, back to 90s music. I miss I it. I also miss, like, butterfly clips and, like, <laughs> being in sixth grade. Well, then someone needs to put you in a 90s play. Oh, gosh, so you can yeah. do all that again. I do. I love the 90s. So do I. I love 90s hip-hop, too. So now is your turn to ask my next guest a question. Cool. Who do you have? I'm not telling you. Oh, okay, okay. Um... If you could only smell one scent for the rest of your life, like you didn't have to smell it constantly, 
but only one, what would it be? Wow, that's an intense question. I know. I like it. It's a tough one. Yeah. So where can we find you on social media and where can we find the show? The show's website is www.theboxshow.org. The Box Show is also on Facebook. And there's also an event called The Box Show at the Pit, which you can um, find on Facebook. My personal website is www.dominiquesalerno.com, S-A-L-E-R-N-O. And um, you can find me there, I suppose. That would be the best. Are you on the Twitter? I don't. I have a Box Show Twitter that I don't really check, and I am not on Instagram, which I know is, well, a, is a travesty. Well, get on it. I know. If you're going to do this potential putting people in the box after the show... I have to have a handle, right? Have a, you have to do it on Instagram, and that's so. how you're going to get people to come. Well, I'll do it today. I'll say yeah. that. I'm just... Yeah. If you've gotten this far in the podcast, please use hashtag thinkinsidethebox. Uh, the Box Show is playing The Pit Sundays at 8.30 p.m. from April 30th to June 11th. Make sure you check it out. Thanks for joining me. Thank you for having me. A big thanks to Dominique for joining me. Don't forget to visit our Patreon page for information on becoming a patron. And if you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterinthenow.com via our question link. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.